So hey everybody and welcome to this week's show and Ed and I are going to chat through and watch the 1987 classic, cult classic, classic, whichever way you choose to uh, divide it, The Lost Boys. And uh, this is definitely an MTV fantasy of what vampires should be like before the disaster that was Twilight ever existed. Um, there's no uh, walking out in the sun with these boys, they don't and girls, they don't uh, sparkle in sunlight, that's for certain. Um, so we'll get a show on the road and we'll just chat through like we normally do. So weird you picked this film this week, because I was about, I was going to watch it oh, yeah. in the week, last week. Saw it on a shelf and thought, oh, Lost Boys. I haven't watched that film in ages. Well, it's one of the reasons why I just thought <clears throat> we talked about it a few shows ago about one of those things. I mean, first of all, I can't believe it's a John Schumacher film for a start. <laughs> I completely forgot it was. Um, I can't believe it's 28 years old. I think that's the thing. When I you can't act- believe that Corey Haim, who was like one of the young stars of this, is dead. Yeah. I think that's one of the things, though. When you watch it, I mean, yeah, special effects are just a tad dated, but it does hold up so well. Yeah. And as with 80s, mullets. Big time. So you've also got... Um, Alex Winter Winter yeah, yeah. aka Bill no Ted he's Ted yeah Theodore S Preston or is it William S Preston uh, it's Ted Theodore Logan yeah um, William S Preston <laughs> the ironic thing is Kiefer Sutherland still looks super dangerous back then and I bet he must have been how old do you think he was 1987 probably filmed in 86 so Jason Patrick who was the lead so he's 49 so he's 21 20 and Kiefer was born in London that security guard should not have messed with the Lost Boys. Well, in all fairness to him, he didn't know they were vampires. No, that's very true. But what I like about this is there's no... It's not softly, softly. This is like... Splatter. <laughs> But they're a lot more supernatural, aren't they? They're not like superhuman, they're more supernatural in the things that they do. So they don't appear to be like, have super strength, but they can fly and disappear and stuff like that. Thing is what I like about it as well, is although, obviously some comic moments with it and stuff like that, I think, Really and truthfully, 
it's got you you could imagine vampires actually being like that I mean because they don't what, go you mean around like mopey teens yeah <laughs> well, equality mopey teen for the rest of your life no the thing is <sighs> they don't go around turning everybody they see drinking blood killing everything and all sorts of stuff like that they just seem to exist and it's only at certain points do they yeah does anything ever get done so you so you could look at it and go actually it's a bit more plausible because they're hidden more that way yeah I just wonder which one of them's related to Edward Cullen Mm. I can't say none of them. <laughs> well, Alex Winter, Alexander Winter, should we say? And so actually, even though he looks like he's the youngest, he's one of the oldest. Two Corys. Yeah, Corey Feldman as well as Corey Hay. I mean, Corey Haynes um, has a piece of art. Oh, so funny. Sarah was telling me that one night when she was younger, she was in bed and she was watching TV and she wasn't supposed to be watching TV because it was late at night. Yeah. So she decided because Lost Boys was on she loves this film she was going to watch it and I can't remember which bit it is in the film but it's getting towards the end she's there getting really engrossed all of a sudden there's a pal cut or lights go out she screams her head off <laughs> and a man comes up and finds her gets a, gets a TV ban <laughs> That's when you had TVs in your bedroom, yeah. rather than just like iPads or whatever kids use today. Yeah, one of those things where you had to be really careful, because generally speaking, the TV didn't come with a remote control. No. If you heard somebody coming upstairs, to quickly get out of bed, switch it off. Wow. Corey Haim's shirt could, should come with a health warning. So I think as well, this was one of the first movies I watched when I bought a projector. I bet it looked good on a uh, big projection as well. Yeah. I think this is one they should definitely consider doing a movie re-release of, you know, just over a... I imagine they will do in the on the 30th anniversary. Yeah, just, you know, a couple of days. <laughs> yeah, because I think I was reading somewhere that originally David... Um, Keith Sutherland's character was offered to Jim Carrey. Really? Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But on the internet, apparently, it is. Wow. <laughs> Apparently, I like this. I like these type of facts because they always make me laugh. Characters in the movie say the name Michael approximately <laughs> 118 times. 
That's one way to pad out script. It certainly is. <laughs> We're at least uh, 10 minutes short in our running time. Wicked. You've just gone into your granddad's special room where he's got loads of stuffed animals. Yeah. Old fart. Oh, peanut butter boppers. Granddad's cool when he's growing cannabis in the window. Yeah, he's <laughs> got his marijuana. Joanna. So Santa Cruz, Chamber of Commerce, was not keen on reliving the murder capital moniker which had been hung on Santa Cruz during a serial killer's rampage in the 1970s. <laughs> well, apparently as well, when you go into Max's video store, you need to look out for a single copy of The Goonies, which of course, producer Richard Donner directed as I think about this as well as of course Corey Feldman starring in it as Mouse here we go no 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 wait you don't get any more 80s than a rock concert on the beach with a oiled up muscle man playing a saxophone and it is a good piece of saxophone <laughs> I think this because this came out in the same year as Lethal Weapon yeah, 87. Because in Lethal Weapon, you have... Um, like I think we said that in our Lethal Weapon podcast. You can see Lost Boys on the... Oh, yeah, the you cinema. can, can't you? Yeah. So, I know. <laughs> I'm just going to stare at that lady over there with my mouth open. Hear that saxophone? Wow, Lost Boys just filmed in three weeks. Bet some people wish they could go back to shooting films <laughs> in three weeks. Yeah, you're right. In Lethal Weapon, when Murtaugh and Riggs are walking down the street, Marquis displays Lost Boys, this year's hit. seen the film before as well it's got a fantastic twist in it oh yeah yeah but how many videotapes did you own 
<laughs> Several hundred. Did you have Lost Boys on videotape? Yeah, I think I probably did. <clears throat> yeah, I need to go into a store and get another shirt that's multicoloured. Exactly, and what the hell is that coat? The Frog <laughs> Brothers. <laughs> God, man, there's a cool comic book store there. It is. Two scrawny comic book shop owners yeah. leave the comic book store totally empty to go and chase down a bloke who is twice their size who they'd never beat in a fight anyway. Exactly. For one comic. Oh, burn. The lady has a boyfriend. Exactly. All of their haircuts are amazing. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Jamie Gertz, who plays Star, because of course you have to have a character called Star, was also, believe it or not, in Twister. Where she played the uh, alternative love interest for Bill Paxton. I take it back, they are super strong because there's no way you could just rip the roof off a car. Well, maybe on that car because I mean it was a bit rusty. Yeah. Junk line. True. Forgot that Corey Haynes' fashion sense in this film just is non-existent. There's a fact. Uh, Jamie Gertz, according to the Internet Movie Database, is one of the wealthiest women in America. Her husband is a major partner in an investment firm worth almost $1.5 billion. Some serious money then. <laughs> oh, yeah. Brothers, <laughs> comedy gold. I mean, they, 
really do look like vampire hunters. But what's scary is Kiefer Sutherland is now 49, Jason Patrick's now 50. Jameson Newlander, who played Alan Frog, is 46. So he's only a little bit younger than them. And Corey Feldman, who's Edgar Frog, he's 45. How much, how old do you think Corey Hayne would have been? Same. Born in the same year, wasn't he? 71, so yeah. He'd have, he died at 38 from pneumonia. Some of his films are quite funny though, aren't they? Licence to drive. <laughs> and he's in crank. High voltage. <laughs> and ride my cycles down a very busy pier full of people. The cutaway shots of them riding the bike here obviously very ropey because Jason Patrick's hair is Hardly moving. And I don't know about you, but I would have thought that riding on sand would have been quite a bit of kick up. Oh, yeah. So if you haven't got anything protecting your eyes. Come on. Just you. 
don't think he's quite ready for Jack Bauer. Yeah, not quite as far as you'd like me to go, but, uh, you know. Mind you, I've got to say, this is an awesome layer for vampires. Yeah. Layer. The top secret layer. Is he smoking cigarettes or? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm really worried because I'm I'm worried. Is, is that a pic? Is that poster a dude or a lady on that wardrobe? Uh, wearing a crop top. I think. Because it's really hard to tell. Yeah. So he's got a big poster of Molly Ringwald. And one more. <laughs> I think it might be a woman. Probably is. It's just the way when you look at it. Mind you, you would be quite... You would feel pretty safe with that big beast of a dog. Nanook. <laughs> yeah. Wristwatch on the wall. <laughs> no, it's Rob Lowe. O N G. Why would you have a picture like that on the wardrobe? Well, I kind of think it shows that it's the set decorators that created his 80s kids room. I mean, I had pictures of Indiana Jones on my wall, but yeah, he didn't have his uh, his vest top lifted up, <laughs> flashing some uh, abs. abs to um, <laughs> make him look vulnerable. Great, because it shows they've got the power of yeah. making you believe what they want. But obviously... No, oh, no, I'm feeling you made me spill my rice. Worms.
always seems really strange, isn't it, for us because everything's sort of like in these cardboard boxes, which obviously must be stylistic for film rather than actual. Hey, could be wrong. Let's go brought out the special drink. Wow, how long are Kiefer Sutherland's eyelashes? Uh, that'd be time to leave because I mean that that just sounds really creepy. <laughs> well, there's there's that, and uh, I, I I guess I really struggle this now with with Kiefer, which isn't his fault. But I automatically just keep thinking he's going to say, "Chloe, I need satellite coverage now," <laughs> or "I've got one in the pipe," <laughs> because that's the classic one. Along with, "Damn it, this prison, this was prison, this prison." Mind you, I think when you first watch this, you'd have loved a place like that to just go hang out. It's quality. Well, I mean, you know, I'm really burning fire and you know, doing a bit of a bit more sofa in there. <laughs> but, yeah. from that uh, drink. Yeah. It's funny really because none of them of the young actors became uh, obviously apart from yeah. even including Kiefer they didn't really become super superstars did they? Uh, I, th I think it was one of those those eras though wasn't it I mean you've got um, Karate Kid and I mean you've got Tom Cruise coming up and stuff like that and it just seemed that some hit the ground running and managed to expand and a lot of their films that they made you know off of Tom yeah. Cruise people like that and then some of them they just got they couldn't quite keep up but I mean they've been in some exceptional movies and TV series, but it just hasn't been able to boost their career. It's really unusual. He lost out um, a lot of roles to uh, Tom Cruise, by the look of it, to Jason Patrick. Except. Speed two, cruise control. <laughs> I tried to walk. You just can't imagine what on earth went through those executives' heads because, with the best will in the world, a cruise ship and speed. What? 
particularly as well as you've had better you'd already had uh, under siege by that point which is the better die hard on a boat anyway and if I can't believe Sandra Bullock came back to be perfectly honest If you are going to do something completely bonkers as a teen, this is right up there. <laughs> Hang over a gorge while the train runs over the top uh, and try not to let go, but then also don't get too tired in your arms, so you've got to pull, try and pull yourself back up. Uh, Michael has failed. Though his transformation into a vampire is as amusing as it is <laughs> terrifying. I mean, it's a good anti-drug, anti-drink type movie. But don't go out, just because your friends do this doesn't mean you should do it too. I mean, you'd have to change the pillowcase, wouldn't you? And the bed sheets. Why would you all those dirty shoes all over it? It's quite funny, he's put sunglasses on yet, he's turned his head more and more into the daylight where there's a big gap. No, you just need a uh, fashion exactly. coach. You've got to be tripping, haven't you, to go around there anyway with all those wood carvings. Yeah. Burn. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Taxidermy. I've, I've come to on a date for you. Um, I haven't bought you flowers or chocolates. I've bought you a stuffed dog. Exactly. to make the uh, lines flicker the way they are. I guess this is one of the first vampire films I saw as well, but also uh, introduced the concept of vampire nests. I mean, because there's, um, what's the other one, Near Dark? Yeah. To be honest with you, I probably wasn't... Too... Like, too many about. I mean, you've got Hammer. Yeah. From years before. And, um... Yeah, they weren't, um... As trendy as they are at the moment. No. Alright, so... Last week we did the spin-off movies from The Lost Boys. So here we go. Oh, Michael's on the turn. So, you've got Nightmare on Elm Street. I suppose you could clear, I mean, it's horror and it's cold. Yeah. But, but it is more amusing than it is terrifying. Yeah. I suppose the difference between one is uh, vampires eat you with a teeth where Freddy Krueger just uh, stabs you to death. They eviscerate you. pulls you for a bed. Or yeah, it turns you into a big blood fountain. Yeah, or in one of my favourite deaths... Unfortunately, it's when he turns the kid into a marionette. In, is it the third one or fourth one of Dream Warriors? My favourite moment in all of them still, and it's supposed to be still the scariest, is the sequence where Freddy is chasing someone down an alleyway. <laughs> His arms grow super long and it just looks so rubbish. <laughs> that you're watching again. I am not afraid. If this, someone did this to me... I'd be laughing at them. <laughs> um, so it has got quite a few interesting ones on here. So American Werewolf in London. It's a good film. Uh, yeah, Michael, you may be a vampire, but I was kind of more afraid of the great big husky god <laughs> at that particular moment in time. Um, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Max Vampires. Yeah. Carrie. Which one? Remake or original? Original. Cool classic, really, yeah. Well, you still never beat, uh, spoiler alert, at the end of Carrie, will you? the girl stood over a grave leaning down and the hand comes out grabs her <laughs> <laughs> Creep Show which is obviously just an anthology that the original Creep Show or Creep uh, Show 2 look at the original oh. then Friday the 13th 
Mind you, the original Friday the 13th is really good because, spoiler alert, it's not typical horror. No. It's not some unstoppable creature. Kevin Bacon gets it in a good way. <laughs> Even though I like Kevin Bacon. <gasps> oh my god. Oh, I'm pretty sure vampires suck blood. Yeah. <laughs> Even his dressing gown is terrible. Oh, uh, Call the Frog Brothers. Um, the original Fright Night. I do like that film. I just wish the vampires look like the drawing on the front well you know it's got super rows of massive teeth they're not quite like that then uh, one of my favourite films Gremlins Gremlins then the ultimate slasher movie The Night He Came Home (laughs) Michael Myers Hellraiser which still kind of creeps me out. Hellraiser's kind of horrible in a weird way. Yeah. I think there's nothing worse than the guy who goes to hell and then he comes back from hell and it's like he's basically reforming. Yeah. His skin's like coming back onto him for ages. He's just like so That's the bloody one dude's mess. brother, isn't it? Yeah. Who's done the... I can't remember what a box is called. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's, the, it's the puzzle, isn't it? Yeah, that, the puzzle box. Yeah. It's like the episode of Smallville where Clark Kent flies and then he forgets that he can fly right until the end of the 10th series. Interview with a vampire. They like the vampire themes here. And then just because it's got Corey, Fe- Corey Haim in it and Corey Feldman, license to drive. Uh, 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 is it in there? Is it in there? Armageddon. No, no Armageddon. But we have Lost Boys the First, which I have never heard of. That's the third one. Lost Boys the Tribe, which is the second one. <laughs> I haven't seen either of them. No, neither have I. Uh, Poltergeist, the original one with directed by Toby Hooper, and then one of my favourite werewolf movies, The Howling. Oh, the Howling. The transformation in that and in American Whale from London are fantastic. I love the howling one because it's like literally ripping the skin off to escape. to make your dinner effect feel good. I know. Run out on him. Poor Max. Do you reckon making a cross with your fingers stops a vampire? Well, I kind of think not. So, pick a movie. Where, where should we go from 
there. Where shall our journey into the weird levels of the IMDB takers next? Tell you what, try Lost Boys 2. Lost the, Boys 2, the, the tribe. tribe. Yeah, and just see, because obviously that was so terrible and doesn't really, to me, you know, they're based as that terrible. Because I do know that one of them, is it Fox, is greenlit a TV series of the Lost Boys? That could work. I could see it working on an episodic basis. But then again, you've already got stuff like Vampire Diaries and all that sort of stuff. Well, that's coming to an end. Oh, is it? They're finishing it off now? Yep. That's coming to an end, Vampire Diaries. So, from this movie, we get... Lots of Corey Feldman and Corey Hayne movies. So, bear with me. Oh, look. There's the missing kid on the back of the vampire's <gasps> motorcycle. The little boy as well. So, you've got... Anything for Love, which I've never heard of. I have. Just when you said it. <laughs> Black Christmas... Black Christmas. I actually think I've seen that movie. The original or the remake? The remake. It's terrible. Corey Haim, Corey Feldman and Nicole Egar starring Blown Away. Which I have no idea what that is about. So let's read the plot synopsis because I think this is quite important to understand what it's about. Teenage Beauty tries to convince her new boyfriend that her father murdered her mother and that he should die too. Wow. Oh, poor old Max. Candyman 3, Day of the Dead. At least Tony Todd's back. I was just worried then that he wouldn't be in it. Then I realised he had a paycheck, so he wouldn't <laughs> be back. Children of the Corn, four. <laughs> and not any of the other ones. Bizarrely, Wes Craven's Dracula 3 Legacy. What? No idea. I suppose you've got a vampire in it. Corey, Corey Feldman in Dream a Little Dream. <laughs> Here we go. An accident puts the consciousness of an elderly dream researcher into the body of a bratty teenager. The problem the kid prefers dream world limbo to real life. What the hell? Sounds awful. Now you're going to get a full on explanation. Then Corey Feldman in Dream a Little Dream 2, they made a sequel. Wow. Dust Till Dawn 2. I can't believe they I can't believe Corey Hayman and Corey Feldman starred in a National Lampoons movie. 
Last resort. <laughs> License to drive. Lost boys to thirst. Poison Ivy 2. <laughs> the Lost Boys. And then Vampires Los Mietos, which stars John Bon Jovi. Oh, I think I've seen that one. A vampire hunter and a priest fight a band of walk yeah. the walking dead in Mexico. It's oh. terrible. I've got to admit though, this is probably, really and truthfully, one of the first movies for me that had sort of a soundtrack that is quite good. I mean, okay, you've got a couple of turkey songs in here, but for me, a lot of the songs actually fit with the like rock sort of look well that they're trying to give the the vampires and um yeah i reckon a lot of places that you go into you'd always find a copy of this on the cd on the shelf but i mean it's got i mean it's got what um in excess and stuff like that yeah it? so yeah, I have the soundtrack. <clears throat> David loves star, David loves star, they're vampires in love. Um, See, now this is the cool thing. The dog bit his hand. <gasps> And now he's healed. Now, would you rather be immortal or have it that when something happens to you, you regenerate? Exactly. You get rabies. I mean, currently, obviously, under this law, he hasn't fully changed yet, so obviously he can still go out in the sunlight. Yeah. But at least he's not sparkling. No, exactly. those films was totally horrendous and it gave us no decent options I've gone back to the Lost Boys <laughs> so I'm going to go for the howling and see where the howling takes us obviously it's going to take us on to all the dodgy sequels for the howling none of which are any good <laughs> why would you want to know that your granddad got lucky he's the ultimate troll isn't he there granddad he's basically that's what happens, isn't it, when you get older. The older you get, the more you don't really care. It's like when you're a kid, you say whatever you feel because you don't really know any different. Then you get to an age where you kind of think, well, we've got to be a bit more sensitive. Then the older you get, you start to think, actually, I really don't care. Oh, this is funny as well. So this is a scene where... See, I, I, I do like that I'm going to take it up to the house because somebody will steal it I've got no faith 
in the human race or his neighbours, mm. somebody will steal it. Uh-oh. a floral dress. Maybe she can make it into a t-shirt for Sam now. <laughs> Thorn is proper mental. <laughs> Being aware of some serious vampire activity. I do like it as well. Obviously that uh, Edgar and Alan reference to Edgar and Alan. Edgar, Edgar and Poe. Yeah. <laughs> it's quality. That's really funny. Oh, I'm not surprised. Basically, you click on the Howling, and it's got so many werewolf movies, <laughs> some that I've never heard of, and then some of the really random ones. Okay. So, American Werewolf in London, good yep. film. American Werewolf in Paris, is it? That is not on here. Bad Moon, which I've never heard of, which sounds awesomely terrible. <laughs> One man struggled to contain the curse he hides within and his last ditch attempt to free himself with the love of family. But it looks like as if he's losing his battle and endangering all hopes. All he holds most dear, the family dog Thor, is the last hope for his family's survival. Wow. Does sound kind of epic. Is Wolf Cop on there? No, Wolf Cop is not on here, which is not good. Got Creepshow and Creepshow 2. The ultimate horror dog. Cujo! <laughs> then, actually, a really good werewolf movie that I like a lot, and its budget doesn't really hold, doesn't hold it back as much as people would think. Dog Soldiers. Yeah. <laughs> I love Dog Soldiers. Film, um, uh, how, how to treat a massive impalement wound. Get some super glue and glue him back together. <laughs> yeah. Sean Pertwee is a badass in that film. Total badass. Fright Night, which we've already spoken about. Ginger Snaps, That's which I like a lot. Yeah, it's a very good film, that is. Uh, Howling 2, which has a subtitle, but which I can't see. But I think it's... Um, yes, Sturber, Werewolf Bitch. <laughs> Christopher Lee, what are you doing in that movie? Um, well, okay. Oh, there it is. No. Yes, the Howling, the Howling Three Marsupials. Amazing. <laughs> Just when you thought it was safe to go down under. Yes. There's loads of these sequels. I'm trying to find these in order. Yes, yeah, so The Howling 
four. The original nightmare. Then you've got the howling five. The rebirth. <laughs> then you've got the howling six. <laughs> six. The freaks. Oh, I've seen that one. I've seen how the howling six. Because that is that the one in the um, freak show or the car it's carnival? Yeah. Because yeah. that's got Tony Todd in it as well, hasn't it? No, well, I don't know. It might have, but it's also got. Huggy Bear Antonio Fargas is in it. <laughs> then you've got, and I'm not sure what the order is here now because I'm completely lost, is either Howling New Moon Rising and then The Howling Reborn. <laughs> so there's eight, eight Howling movies. Then you've also got another one, Stephen King's Silver Bullet. Well, I've never heard of a load. These must be direct to. But it's got Corey Haim in it, Chris <gasps> White's in it. He's. I never noticed that just until then. What's that? Sam is wearing a diamond ear stud in his left ear. Well, it's probably Diamante rather than Diamond. Amazing Silver Bullet stars Gary Boozy. <laughs> Wicked is worth a punt then. <laughs> and a very young Corey Haim. Then you've got Piranha, <laughs> the original. And Pumpkinhead. Pumpkinhead? Yeah. Is that. I'm not sure, has that got Lance and Rex on it? Yeah, yeah, good knowledge. Yeah. That one's that one's a, one of those films that is a bit weird. But it's directed it's, by Stan Winston, so you need to know the effects are good. So, after a tragic accident, a man conjures yes. up a towering, vengeful demon called Pumpkinhead to destroy a group of unsuspecting teenagers. So, in other words, his little boy gets killed and then he seeks out revenge. Yeah, because I can't remember if I... What, I've seen the film, but I can't remember if... I mean, for me, because it's one of those movies that's a bit harsh because the kid gets killed by a pure accident. Yeah. It's not like they did it on purpose and then tried to get away with it or anything. It's just a pure accident, so he just caused a Avenger and Demon to kill him all. So it's not like it's the uh, original Punisher movie with... Um, <laughs> Thomas Jane in it <laughs> where they run over his wife and kid and in the special edited version you get to see them run over his wife and kid uh. Michael over here Michael Aerosmith and run DMC
negotiations over, Michael. Time to join the club. So I was discussing this the other day. For me, and it's more probably a picky thing. In a way, I don't, I don't think the new, some of the newest movies that are coming out that are shot in a HD and 4K do the films any favour. Because to me, we we were watching a couple of TV shows that have been shot in HD. And it was like watching an episode of EastEnders, because it's just clear. Yeah. I do like within, like in this film, you've got the some of the scenes are faded, like we were talking, like in Pitch Black, you get the grainy yeah, effect yeah. and stuff like. That. I think that adds to a movie when it's too clear. I think it takes a little bit of it away because you're not you're just thinking it doesn't it doesn't quite feel like a movie feels yeah. more like a soap but at least he knows what he is now for me then the next great vampire movie that came after this was from Dust Till Dawn yeah because I know Bram Stoker's yeah. Dracula came out and it was fine but it was a bit slow and a bit boring whereas from Dust Till Dawn starts going in one direction and then it goes batshit crazy. <laughs> hey Michael, hey Michael, hey Michael, hey Michael, 118 times, say Michael. coming up anyway. She's one of them! <laughs> and don't tell me it doesn't make her a bad person, Mike. You know what David took me to convince. Who's David? Are you there? Do you know what happened? No, they don't judge me. Exactly. But it's quite funny that his, uh, his uh, mum, Michael's mum that is, makes him stay and babysit David, who in reality is like 16, is 16 years old. <laughs> So, Pumpkinhead, where can we go? Where can we go? Let's. Critters! 
Oh, wicked critters is brilliant. Who literally eats anything. Is it From Beyond? That was the film I was telling yeah. you about, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. so goddamn weird. Jeffrey Coombs. Yeah, it is. So <clears throat> bizarre. It's weird and rubbish. And really and truthfully, did you watch it to the end? Yeah. It's one of those films, when you're watching it, you're thinking, this, this is just so rubbish. But I've got to watch it to see if it gets any worse. Well, I watched I'm... it because it's, it's based on a HP Lovecraft story. But it's always the same. It's just like... Um, um, the other one that... Uh, other film that Jeffrey Coombs is really famous for... Reanimator. You watch Reanimator. Reanimator is weird and actually really funny. Um, I like it. He's putting it. No. <laughs> I love it. The fact that he's putting the fencing posts in That's, the wrong way up. I know. <laughs> Spike them. Um, yeah, so basically, this this guy Herbert West is trying to reanimate flesh so that people don't die. Then there's this other um, professor finds out what's going on and he wants to try and steal it, so he gets murdered. It's just really weird. You get it's just it's proper gore fest. But done in a really good way. Doctor, you killed him. No, I did not. I gave him life. <laughs> uh, wait, you, you, you no, you killed him. But just don't watch any of the sequels because they're not very good. Now, from there, from here, you do go into some really cool territory because then you've got the original Dawn of the Dead, which is an amazing movie. And Day of the Dead. Because Day of the Dead's the one where they're at the base, aren't they? Yeah, it is Day of yeah. the Dead. With the psycho captain who gets ripped in half and then... Um, choke on him! <laughs> um, Evil Dead 2, which is hilarious. Um, Hellbound, Hellraiser 2. Bride of Reanimator. I don't think I've seen that one. That's what I love about this bit in this film as well. They're like, yeah, come on, I found a secret passage. Yeah, let's get up there. Let's get in there. We're tough. And in a minute, when they find the vampires, they are yeah. totally scared. <laughs> Really? I thought flies went well with uh, dank, smelly cave as well. My God, that little boy needs a haircut big time. I'm presuming it's a little boy, not a little girl. Yeah, laddie is a boy. Yeah. So... 
What I don't get is, why don't they just wait for him to come out? And then just set fire to the place? Because really and truthfully, they're not that smart. No. Yeah, that's because they don't they don't use coffins, that's why. Alex Winter's hair is really ropey. I was reading on the IMDB as well that it's quite interesting the way that the vampires are dispatched is in the order that you see them in the carousel at the start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but really and truthfully, would you take the smallest one first? No, you take the biggest the, and the baddest. Well, they've actually finally killed a vampire now. So, from your reading of horror and the like, why wooden stakes? It's dependent, to be honest with you, what law you go under. Because... I mean, I mean, you've got all sorts of stuff from, like, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Dracula, and all sorts of stuff like that. Yeah. I think, in a way, obviously, vampires drink blood. The heart is an important part of the circulatory system, destroying the heart. And you destroy the vampire. Oh, do I was just saying this bit, I did read somewhere as well that the only reason he's crying in that thing is because his contact lens is that uncomfortable. It's his eye watering. Wow. I thought it looked cool yeah. that they left it in. Um, usually, as like I said, depending on what law you go under, it was a silver stake to kill a vampire. It was a wooden stake to immobilise them. Yeah. So, you... Generally speaking, you use the wooden stake to immobilise them, and then you decapitate them, or you burn them. Um, but obviously now there's just that much different law and stuff. Because, I mean, vampires not showing up in mirrors, that was only because, and photographs, because they used to use silver as a lining. Yeah. That's why they don't show up. Nowadays, obviously, you've got digital cameras, so they say you can see vampires on film and stuff like that. But. I suppose a lot of the things, I mean, when you look at it, is. Basically. I mean, it's like werewolves, they say silver bullets. But really, if you go back far enough. Yeah there probably were no bullets around when they first 
encountered the law of werewolves, so it was a silver knife or something yeah. silver. So I mean, probably when they first came up with the stuff, I mean, you got Vlad the Impaler, you got swords and stakes and stuff. I mean, it isn't like you, know, you could use a midi gun to take down a vampire or something. Why not? <laughs> The fact is, to be honest with you, if you could probably decapitate. I mean, he wouldn't be. He, there wouldn't be enough of him left. <laughs> I mean, a shotty at close range would be the end of it. Wouldn't yeah. What I know is who's running their comic book store. Exactly. And how they're running their own business, yet they still ride BMXs. <laughs> what is that thing over his eye? I think it's a magnifier, but it's got a mirror, so it re- it's really. I've seen them before. It's sort of because it's got the mirror on it. When you're looking down at something, it reflects light back down onto it. So, oh, so it's quite clever then. Yeah. That's a hell of a lot of garlic. Where did they get all that garlic from? See, that's the only thing I don't quite understand. And how did they fill up the whole bath? Unless they filled up a bath and added it to it. Yeah. Is garlic. Why why would garlic... I mean... I imagine garlic is there from its purifying... Yeah. That's, That's the typical reason. It's like a lot of these things, you tend to think of them more as from their natural elements. Yeah. So it's like the unnatural versus the natural. So I imagine that's probably why a wooden stake. Because that's quite like what I quite like about Supernatural, the TV series. Because they went back and they looked at a lot of the old lore regarding spirits vampires, werewolves and all sorts of things like that um, you look at it and it is I mean they, they talk about salt and iron because obviously there was a lot more iron Yeah. it's like a purer form and salt to basically that disperses spirits and stuff like that and you can make protective circles what I quite like about Supernaturalist, the only way to kill a vampire is with decapitation. So it makes a vampire more, does make them more fear, you more fearful of them because obviously you can't, right? Yeah. I can't use a stake, can't use holy water. Holy water, you know, give them a bit of a burn, but it doesn't kill them and stuff like that. But there is definitely something wrong with this film. People's dress sense is absolutely terrible. It was definitely the eighties to the max. Yeah, because I um, used to play a little bit of role playing uh, when I was a teenager, and pl- used to play a few uh, vampire role playing games. And the law there was slightly different. So yes, yeah, steak wouldn't kill a vampire, but what it would do is slow them down. Now. Yeah. Not just slow them down, as in, like their movements would be to a point where it would take them like a day to move their arm again to try and do something that would be that slow. 
but then you had other vampires who had stuff like stone skin so stakes wouldn't work but then they could have be extra sensitive to any form of uh, ultraviolet light they're not going to leave the dog outside are they oh thanks Danook <laughs> Oh, does that count? Does, does, does that class as a Michael? He said Mike. Yeah, no. Why don't you just take the dog's collar off? Surely that would have been easier. Yeah. Uh, well, well, he's holding a doggy. Why don't you just let the dog run in the house? Just okay. get there twice as fast. Easily. Obviously, the one law that they've definitely skipped here is that they don't need an invite to come in. Yeah. See, Anoot good job. To the rescue. Good job you broke the dog in. Yes. The dog just wasted a vampire. Pushed him into a bathtub full of garlic and holy water. And then made him go... <laughs> this typical dog. Yeah. I just kind of licked my lips down to my bit. It's kind of sad though, isn't it, with all the vampires? Because they're basically just abused kids yeah well, kids that have been corrupted oh, serious plumbing issues now yeah serious considering the fact that they've blown up the pottery for the toilet all the <laughs> ceramics been destroyed ow that it's is lucky. cool super soaker full of holy water oh in his case a little <laughs> Handgun. That was the luckiest bow and arrow shot ever. See, the only thing I disagree with some of these, his heart ain't there. No. That, that's kind of right in the middle. Oh. His, his arms have just blown off and his head's blown off. That's a pretty epic kill. <laughs> no, you mean Nanook did all the work. Uh, he's quite funny actually, though, isn't he? Oh, I thought it was going to gonna be funnier than that. Just based on the fact that he came out of the bed, and I thought he was going to get stuck there, so that would have been hilarious. <laughs> no, I'm just that stupid. Nope. Why do I get the feeling that I want to sing Ring Around Roses? <laughs> Those contacts do look pretty uncomfortable. One big splinter. Wow.
It's quite clever because they make them look really innocent when they've been. Yeah. Oh, mummy's turned up. It's amazing. He runs a video shop, yet he drives a Corvette. <laughs> How's he afford a Corvette? Well, it's 1980s, so videos were probably. That's that's when you bought a video, and it was like 15 quid. True. But it was a rental store. <laughs> yeah, it's probably five dollars for a rental. It does look so young, and it's it's quality that stubble's gone. Yeah, but that's, I like that. They're quite lucky; they just didn't just slaughter them all. Yeah. The thing I quite like about him as vampire, look at him—he just looks weedy and nerdy. Yeah. But when he vamps out, he. You just look at him, you just think, you just can't mess with him. No. Yeah. <laughs> Here comes Grandpa. That's a way to dispose of a vampire. Giant stake through the chest and then send it on fire through the hearth. And Grandad gets the best payoff line in a movie ever. <laughs> Oh, I bet it's so fun to make this film. I agree. <laughs> It'd be hilarious if Star was like really about 60. <laughs> <laughs> Reset to her original age. I'm still trying to come to terms with vampires. Exactly. <laughs> uh, nothing. You're gonna get your ass kicked by Grandad. But reckon is town. <laughs> I don't know, I reckon that's a great ending. It is, isn't it? It's a brilliant payoff line. So mate, out of ten what would you um Oh for me it's it's a nine and a half. It's only it only loses the half because some of the visual effects. They were ropey back in the day. I can't believe they've got five surf Nazis in this movie as well. <laughs> Amazing. But no, I just I think it's a great, fun, cult classic of a movie. What about you, mate? Yeah, I, I would give it um, 
a good solid 8 out of 10. I think it still holds up fine, it's still fun, it's entertaining, um, it's very, very 80s cheese, yeah. um, but I enjoy it a lot. So that brings this particular show to an end. Um, I'm sure we will be back very, very soon. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Uh, and goodbye.